What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to another Master of Fun podcast. Uh, we just watched. What you need to do right now is go to YouTube and, and and search for "baby rolling down a hill." Kev on stage. Kev on stage. It's like short for Kevin. It's incredible. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you'll laugh a lot. Maybe just take a pause from this podcast and go do that. But or do it after. Do it after. Probably do it. After. That'll be better. We don't want you to leave. Um. Speaking of babies, well, little kids, I was in Wegmans today. Uh, for those of you that don't know Wegmans, it is um, it is the grocery store that will be in heaven. Pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, at least the Olive Bar. Heaven? I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a lot of unknowns what we'll be doing up there. It's going to be great. Um, Probably they'll at least be an Olive Bar. They'll at least be an Olive Bar. <laughs> yeah. Finest of wines and olives. Um and uh, it's just a it's a grocery store that uh, you you want to be in, and uh, so I was there, and a little kid was I hear behind me in in the checkout line, hey me ma, it's, it's something about a candy bar. You want a candy bar, and I'm like me ma, how far have we come, where people I had grandma and grandpa. Uh, Grandma Grandpa Capuano, and I actually had Grandma and Grandpa Banana because Grandpa like making banana splits. Did you have anything like a Mima Peepa? I I don't know how far it's going to go. Mima, Bebop, Rocksteady. Like it gets (laughs) weird. It starts getting weird. I had a Mama. Okay. How did you get to Mama? Okay. So, um, okay. Here's how it happened. So, I think a lot of times it's child driven. So like my great Whatever comes grandma- out of their mouth. Yeah, my great grandmother right. was Mama. And I think it's because Kristen, when she was a baby, couldn't say grandma, she said mama. Okay. And so she was mama. So it comes from the, that makes sense. Yeah, it was mama and papa. <laughs> which is so <laughs> deep south, which was where they were from. Me ma Mima Peepa. And they lived on a farm. That's no, good. not Peepa, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of the same. Peepaws yeah. also Peepa, work. Peepa, Yeah, Mama taught me how okay, to sell. It's fine if you have a Mima and Papa. <laughs> You're butchering it. Yeah. Mima and Peepa. Mima, Peepa. Or Mama and Papa. Okay. So. Gotta start. That's fine. Um. Anyway. We've come far. We have come far. To answer far. your question, yeah. if you want like, I don't know facts, where, There's not much far. left. <laughs> I don't know how far how much further it can go but um actually very far yeah yeah how far very because now you're getting into like a non-gender specific parenting roles true so people are really uh uh replacing a lot of uh things with x right right so you have x pa and x ma (laughs) no no like instead of um Instead of mama, mm-hmm. you'd have like Zaza, like right. two X's or something like that, or That's like true. Papa. Or, yeah. or people are doing like Maddie for mommy slash daddy. Like right, there's, so right. it's going, it's yeah, going to go. It's happening. It's happening. Okay. Like it's going to go all over the place. Right. You okay. can't predict. Well, that's, uh, 
Keeping it relevant Neither here, here nor there. No, Keeping it literally, relevant. Yeah. He's literally nowhere <laughs> touching our content. So uh, last week, Lara was brave enough to share her story uh, about her brother. Um, and I, th- I think it would be great if we just had a little bit of uh, Q&A here. Feel free. Remember that um, you can at any point call in, ask questions if you have any questions or comments you could even just encouragement for lara or not discouragement yeah no questions off limits some comments are off limits sure just keep it we might listen to them listen to them once the good ones will probably replay but see i disagree okay i'll listen to the nice ones once and the the mean ones i'll type out and read to myself every night before bed we'll work on that (laughs) so if you want to call 585 Two one zero three zero three six. Feel free to call anytime. We'd love to hear from you. Five eight five two one zero three zero three six. So um, I, I predict we'll get at least one comment about your radio voice. My radio voice? Yes. Uh, I don't think it's there. I I disagree. Okay. Uh, ladies, gentlemen, we want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> about Jonathan's radio Please, voice. Please, I really want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> you can print that out and read it read it to yourself before bed. <laughs> Jonathan, your radio voice is so soothing. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna step forward here. All right. Uh appreciate the compliment though. You're welcome. I'm also working on accepting yeah, compliments. Yeah, we're bad at this. Yeah, we are. So self we're doing we're in our self-deprecating set right yeah. now. This is our self-deprecating bit. How many of you out there when you get a comment though, you just try to like flip it back, you know, is you know, like Thank you. They like your shirt. Oh, but I love your pants. You can't just let them love your shirt. No. Yeah, you can't sit in that marinated in it, (laughs) in the approval. I do a lot of... There um, is over-marinating, though. If You're like, oh, yeah, I love my shirt, too. (laughs) Tell me more about my shirt. What part do you like about it? Yeah. Like the the sleeves or the more the torso part? (laughs) Is it the fit? How it fits me? (laughs) Yeah, tell me more. Go ahead. I think you can also over-marinate in the self-deprecating side, which I have historically been... That's been problematic for me, but sure. I'm actually coming out of it. Good. I know. Uh, there's a it's healthy a new part. dawn. A new dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Radio voice in the halls. <laughs> I think that was why uh, Conan was one of my favorite late night shows. He was very self-deprecating, but he knew the balance of it. Right, right. It was always funny for him and for everyone else. Yeah. So you mentioned last week that... Um, you briefly went over. There was a lot of things that I think we want to go into. There was nothing brief about when I went over. To be no, no, clear, no, no. it was a two-week no. two-parter. Right. It was it was phenomenal. But there's a lot that we still can and want to go into. From you know, that was the story, and now it's like how you processed it and how you got to where you're at now. Um, one of the things you briefly mentioned was. Certain things that people said, like you mentioned that story when you were in school, in school, and the girl said, "You know, uh, I don't remember the words." But I was trying to get attention. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what were some of those things? Like you mentioned, like certain triggers that. What were some of those things people did say, or just what did that? What did that look like? Yeah, I mean, some of it was just like the classic, oh, he's in a better place, he's better off. Um, 
like the insensitive yeah, things just that the, people like just the didn't. overly the overly spiritualized things that are like really dismissive, frankly. Right. Um, it's like doesn't help me. Oh, he's in a better place. Like he's a seventeen-year-old child. Like, don't do that. Yeah, like his better place is next to me. Yeah, you're like thinking. yeah, this is, yeah. Or in it's like okay, even if you are a Christian and your worldview is that this person is definitively going to heaven, it still like doesn't it doesn't dis it doesn't kind of undo the tragic loss and the life cut short and the violent end to that life and it doesn't change the impact that it's made in my life so it's like "Mm, nah just feels really dismissive and overly overly spiritualized and super pat and i just don't see that reflected in scripture at all there's weeping and gnashing of teeth and there's open grieving and lamentations like open lamentations and so like let me lament. Don't tell me, oh, it's fine. Yeah, minimizing. It's, it's your actually pain. better. It's actually yeah. better. It's mm. like, is it though? So like that. Those kind of things are pretty obvious, and then the comparisons are hard, which I think was to be expected. And I don't see any of this to judge the children who were also trying to right <laughs> to navigate are fellow eleven, twelve year olds. Yes, right? yeah, of course they didn't know any better than I did, uh, but I knew that it was hurtful, and they didn't. Uh, but, you know, even into an older age, people still do the comparison. Yeah, I don't think it changes much. It it's doesn't. It's just worded differently. Yeah, we're not equipped to deal with other people's pain. It is very uncomfortable for people. And they do not want to sit in it with you. And so they try to solve it, which you can't. They try to ignore it, which is, like, f- more comfortable for you, but, like, hurtful to me, right, or to the person going through it. And then, so so really what would happen is people did these comparisons, like, I know what you're going through because my grandpa died. Mm. And what, what was actually, you bring up Mama. Yeah. <laughs> right before Adam died. So my parents had gotten divorced and then my grandfather died. Um, my dad's technically stepdad, but he was the only, like, my he was my papa, like the right. only grandfather I knew because um, my mother's father had died many, many years before I was born. So my only grandpa died right after my parents split up. And then Mama died. Oh, that's not funny. It's a, <laughs> but I mean, it's funny because yeah. we just... They lived a longer life. Yeah, super long. Mama was like, I think a thousand. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty long. She felt real old to me at least. But anyway, she was... So she, Mama died and then Adam died. And so when people would say things like, I know what you're going through because my grandpa died, I'm like, mm, just did it and not the same. Yeah. Oh, my great-grandma died, just did that also, not the same. Mm-hmm. And so or I even had somebody at one point like say, my dog, who was my best friend, died. And so I also, wow. like, I understand what you went through. Yeah. And I'm like, mm no. Because actually in that same time, we had to get rid of our dog. I know this is like, sounds like a terrible, like, telenovela. Because all those, all the drama was happening, but literally all those things happened in that same time frame, and um, so I had a, a pretty good authority that it was not the same thing. Mm-hmm. But so some of those things are just like the typical comparisons, the typical pat answers. But it got creatively hurtful sometimes. Like what? I mean, I some people would just ask very insensitive questions. 
people, apart from just like the general comparisons, people would say things about the grief process, just like, oh, it, you know, it's like, get over it already. Or one girl in school said, uh, well, he shouldn't have been there. And if it was my house, my dad would have shot him too. Oh, geez. Just like these commentaries where people forget that you're dealing with real people. Right. And so, and, and I think we see that more now than ever. When I was just watching uh, a v- news story about a boy who was um, like maced in the face by police officers and then kind of like his face was really aggressively like smashed into the cement ground. I mean, he was like a teenage boy. Yeah. Um, and it was like there were racial undertones and all these different things involved. And the comments on this post. And like the little Facebook emoji reactions, like people, like some, there were some laughing reactions. So offensive. I'm yeah. like, these are, this is a boy, a real human person with a family who was traumatized. And I think we make these commentaries. And that was happening in seventh and eighth grade right. where people With, were just without like social media. No. Yeah. And so it was just like these really insensitive things. But the problem is we have not, we've not equipped our children. We weren't equipped, and we're not equipping our kids in how to process these things. We don't want them to deal with heavy issues. And I get that. Like, I want to protect my kids from hardships as much as anyone. But the reality is people are going through really hard things, and we haven't equipped them to know how to talk about it, when to talk about it, and what to say and what not to say. Yeah, so my question would be, you know, those are all insensitive slash things not to do or say or so what when when you know that someone is going through like i think of like there's some people that just don't like talking about stuff yeah right and so that's up to the person going through something like whether or not they want to talk about it right but um when you know someone is going through something what are the things to do uh, that could be helpful i mean i even if people don't want to talk about it, I think people all want the freedom to know that they can talk about mm-hmm. it. And so one thing I always would recommend when you know somebody has lost a loved one is to say, hey, like, just so you know, I will never get tired of hearing about your person. Right. You, If you just want to like blab on about the same story or the same memory or the same things that you miss about that person. Like I, I'm happy to be the person where you can continually dump those same things on Yeah. or like, I'll share that with you. And so giving people permission to kind of talk about it incessantly, they most likely will not do that. But at least they know they have the permission. Yeah. Just saying this is a space where you can talk about this as much as you want feels like less like you're not a burden if you want to talk about it. And that probably goes for a lot of hurts in life, too. Just knowing that someone is there, giving the person the option, hey, I'm a text away, a call away. Do you want to go out for coffee now? Do you want to talk about it now? Yeah, like like want to perseverate on this together. Yeah. <laughs> like perseverate. It's okay to perseverate. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think people some people are going to perseverate. They're just going to like kind of camp out in a hurt for a while. And it's easy to say like move forward and get through this and they're not going to until they've really s- dealt with it. 
And even then it's going to still like there's some residual stuff that will still be there. And so I think providing a, a shoulder that's like not going to get weary right. and just saying, hey, I'm here and I'm willing to talk about this for as long as you want to or as often as you want to. Um, I think that's really helpful. I, I know that for myself and some of the hardest things that I went through that both you and Tom were that to me. Um, and that that was probably one of the biggest things for me in being able to just process. Which part? Like just having permission? Knowing to talk that about it? you were always there mm-hmm. um, as well as like, like talking through everything. Um, I had firsthand... Uh, being able to talk to you having gone through all this stuff. So that was super helpful. But even just outside of that, what everyone can do being available, I don't think you realize how far that goes to the other person when, when you're just there for them. Yeah. You know, that's like, that I think is actually being the love of Christ. Yeah. You know, being there, just being present. Right. And that's, I think that's the second thing is like advise less. And listen more. Absolutely. I think people don't, although you know how much advice I give. So, you? No, I shush. don't think I've heard an opinion come from your mouth ever. <laughs> I know I do love me some unsolicited <laughs> advice. It's my spiritual gift. But I do think, <laughs> I do think that um, lesser people should just listen. I'm kidding. No, I do think that sitting and listening, and, and that is honestly... If you look at how Jesus engaged with people, he didn't come in like as this heavy hitting, just slamming out advice and correction. It was a very tender meeting of people and greeting them with love. Now, there was correction. It was a go and sin no more sort of a thing. Absolutely. But not, there was, people were receptive to that because the posture with which he approached people was so gracious and loving and merciful. And I think when you have established a, when you have a long history of greeting people with grace and love and mercy, you have earned a right to offer a little correction. But lead with the other stuff, like not, don't lead with advice. So I think advise less. Um, And it it depends on what the person is going through, of course. But I think, um, let's say in the example of a divorce, for example, I think there are certain things that are helpful to remind that person of. Um, It feel, you know, they may feel like they have failed. It's like, no, a thing you are part of didn't work out, which is different than you, you being a failure. Right. And I think people feel unattractive and lonely and all these different things. So reminding them like... you're like a catch you're you're still like really good looking and you're special and these like reminding people of their just value Mm -hmm. and seeing them in a like reminding how them of how god sees them and how you see them is really helpful and encouraging and i think that's true yes in a divorce or in a situation like that but in uh you know i think of uh, when you've lost a loved one, that that's a mixed bag. I know you can, people pass away and they're people. So they may have been in a conflict with somebody reminding someone like, Hey, they knew that you loved them. Yeah. And I know how special they were to you. And they knew how special they were to you. Like reassuring someone, cause some of those things are really lasting wounds. If you're in a conflict with someone or if there's been some sort of 
um, I don't know, some kind of like maybe miscommunication or a lack of communication. I know people, when you lose someone who you're, you don't have a good relationship with, that can almost be harder. Losing someone that you've been estranged from, there's a lot of guilt there or a lot of anger and unresolved kind of issues. Mm -hmm. So just reminding people that they've done the best they can with what they knew and had at the time just being gracious and loving and encouraging, yeah. I think, is helpful always. Yeah. Okay, so this is some uh, great insight. I actually love how applicable this this stuff is. Uh, next podcast, we're going to get more into how you actually deal with this grief and what that looks like, practical things. And um, I know it looks different for every situation, but you've done that well. Maybe it doesn't feel like that, but maybe late, maybe yeah. a little late. <laughs> no, but you know, um, as well as an eleven-year-old could do mm. to being a teenager to in their twenties and thirties, and um, and I think seeing your life where it is now, it's like you, you've done that so well. And so, looking forward to hearing about uh, how you've navigated that and helping others do that. So, uh, this was good. Yeah. And we can't wait to uh, do this again next week. Yeah, sounds good. All right. To all the Meemaws and the Peepaws. Meemaws, Peepaws. And the Mamas and the Peepaws. Yeah, Moomaws, Peepaws. <laughs> oh, gosh. See you later. Bye.